welcome to this week's Steam Podcast, the podcast where we vent our frustration into the void for all to ignore. I'm Buddy. I'm Becker. And I'm Will. And uh, this week we're going to talk about sequels and Steam reviews, and probably other things. Let's discuss some sequels. Uh, I'm going to bring up Vermintide. I'm honestly not frustrated about it, but I just wanted to bring up um, the reviews and how people kind of look at sequels in the gaming community. Uh, I think it's like a stigma, but for the most part, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of sequels fall far from the mark that the the original, for example, the Mass Effects, although Mass Effect 2 was good. um, Mass Effect 1... kind of got everyone into the whole series. Mass Effect 2, you know, kind of went into more detail about everything. Mass Effect 3 kind of hit the... didn't really hit the mark. It kind of missed it. Um, There was one you were talking about, Will, uh, a sequel that you didn't like, which was Dragon Age 2. Would you like to expand on that? Sure. Um, I, I I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't like it. I just question some of the decisions that they made with it. It's... It's it has a different feel from the first game, which is not a bad thing, but um, it's it's definitely a big switch combat wise compared right. to the first game. The first game had you could have either real time um, fighting combat in it where you're casting the spells and everything's happening all at once, or you could have that uh, kind of pause plan out what you want to do with each character and then let it go. And you can even plan out a couple of moves in advance so that they would just do whatever. Uh, I, I, think, problems with Pat. I, th- I think, um, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think what the problem is is that you have an original game that does a good job at kind of introducing you to a mechanic or something. Um, uh, and all of a sudden they bring into a new game um, kind of trying to follow the same story, maybe a whole new story, and they want to add new mechanics, and I think that ends up breaking it for some reason. Um, well, the first game, like, the, the combat mechanics in the first game weren't anything new. They were pretty straightforward. Other games have had those similar mechanics to them. Um, they had even certain spells and moves could combo together, so if you were able to freeze an enemy and then hit them with a, a specific type of uh, attack, you could shatter them. So like a, a mage could freeze the enemy and then send like a use I think it was called like stone fist and it would send out this rock projectile and if it hit the frozen enemy it had a chance to just shatter them instantly and instantly kill them. Um, once you got to higher levels with your characters, there was a chance that even higher level enemies would be frozen and shattered instantly. So you could be fighting these huge ogre enemies that were tough when you first meet them, but then your right. mage might be able to handle them by having that happen. It wasn't going to happen all the time, but there was a decent chance of it going on. Yeah, I mean, the, and the thing is, too, is that I think they tried to go, because I believe in the first one I played, like, a rogue. It was a dwarf rogue, and I really enjoyed it. And then I tried it in the second one, and I felt like it wasn't the mechanics for the rogue weren't there. And I'm not sure why. Um, I, I just felt like I wasn't as good, or I was more of a detriment to the team. It it was weird. Um, the combat turned into more. I don't want to say like faster. I guess it was faster paced just because you couldn't. I mean, you could still pause it and have people do things, but it was you were restricted to. So you had like two, two sets of moves that you can do, um, and I played it on the console because I didn't have a gaming PC back then so I played it on console and you'd hold like left trigger to get to the second set of moves right. and it it was fine but eventually I got to the point where I was so strong that I could just mash my basic attack and I was playing a rogue in that I was playing like the, the I think you could only be a human in that I don't even think you could pick any other race but I was I was playing as a, a rogue character and I was just mashing my basic attack because mm-hmm. I could do... I would penetrate armor, I'd do a lot of damage from behind, so I'd just get behind and then just start stabby, 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 and, and then that would be it. And two is the one where you can, like, pause the battle in the middle and kind of, like, or bring it to a really slow and command people what to do at certain times. They didn't have that in one. One, I think it was, like, a... No, you you did. You could you could pause the battlefield completely. 
and then uh, pick what you wanted to do, and then have it start up again. You could even you could even float the camera around to different. You can change the view on like what enemies were around, see what they were, and then plan accordingly around that. All right. The second one also had something had a similar that similar feature, but with the way that combat played out, it I don't know it felt kind of useless to do that at some point. Um, and the the game also had uh, much more. I mean, even the, like the first game, it was it was limited. Like you could go around like the entire map that you had to different cities or forests or areas and walk through them. Some of them were big, some of them were small. This game, everything felt kind of clustered and and small. Like even even missions that would take you outside of the city, just the maps were pretty closed off and just. The first one was the one where you went to the the Templar's tower, right, and fought like your way up it. Yeah, yeah, that one that that was epic. That the beginning when you just become a whatever. Well, no, it's it's like close to like three quarters through of the game, and you get to the tower and you have to fight all the way up to the top of it. It's just like all those fights were awesome, and just the mechanics just were really fucking cool. And playing the rogue was a lot of fun because you just did massive damage. I thought that was the beginning of Dragon Age when you're like, nope. when you, you just drink the blood. No, 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 no. no. no he's no, not no. talking about being a Grey Warden. He's talking about the oh. Mage Tower, the, the the tower that you go to gotcha, that's being gotcha, gotcha. overrun yeah. by abominations. That see the the thing was, this is the same company that made. The Knights of the Republic games, and in the Knights of the Republic games, you didn't have to do things in a specific order. You can go in whatever order you want to the planets. It just scaled with your level, so it was always at at the level that it should, like at the difficulty and the challenge that it should be for your level, uh, no matter what uh, I don't difficulty know I rating you that. put it on. I don't know how I feel about that because if you're supposed to go to a tough area, it should be a tough area. Like, I mean, no, I agree with that. That's the way to do it. If not, then it's it's Final Fantasy VII already, and you're sitting in a corner grinding up. Yeah, I guess it's it does level grinding. If you, it's kind of like I'm thinking WoW mentality. It's like this whole area. It's it's Guild Wars two versus WoW. Guild Wars two levels everything. You level to everything in that area, but that area is that level. Um, whereas WoW is this is a level forty five area. You're level fifteen. Don't fucking go there. Kind of thing. two, but totally so, different. You're talking yeah. about an MMO versus well, what I'm saying. Single player I'm, game. I'm using it as an example, no. as to no. the the mechanics of how you can fix that they can be a um I, I mean the only thing is that if they're higher level they don't scale down to you you scale down to them um which i like that i don't know how i feel about you them scaling down to you i, I just feel like i don't want grinding in a game because grinding fucking blows but at the same time i don't want it so that you can just go to any place on the map at any point. I guess that's what you just lock it behind stories. That's the whole point. Well, well, the thing about it was it's it's not that you go there over-leveled and everything's a joke. It's that when you get there, everything's scaled to your level. So it's 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 instead of the player being scaled down or right. scaled up, it's it's the enemies that are going to get scaled up for you. Mm -hmm. So that way it kept the whole um, risk of I could still die if I don't keep on my toes. True. Um, which, which I'm fine with. The second the second game did that as well. Like it, um, but there wasn't any real. You could just go around and do what you wanted to do, in your order, in, in whatever order you wanted to. Plus, there were things in the first game. Like I, I guess the second one had them as well, but I only played through it once because I just, I didn't want to play it again. Uh, it didn't really, it didn't even really hold my interest through the entire playthrough the first time through. But the first game had areas that I went back to because there were things I could still do. Like there were. Yeah. Like I, I, as simple as like my stat wasn't high enough to be able to see it or something like that, but I could still go back and try some new things that are not many things. There's like one or two things left over in the area to just screw around with. Um, one of the things I remember is finding like phylacteries of liches. Oh, that's cool. And you could die right away. Those are one of the things that you could be under leveled for, but you could always come back and try it again. Like it. it you could still do it. You just had to pretty much touch it, and then this boss would appear that you'd have to fight. It was There's the same the boss every time. Yeah, yeah, which but... is redundant and boring, but it's still a cool idea to go. It's like a challenge. There was one in the Mage Tower, if I remember correctly, in yeah. like a specific yeah. room. Yeah, that that thing. I accidentally. Yeah, I I remember that fight. 
Uh, I, I, got I touched wrecked. I touched the one in the forest first and got my ass handed to me. But it was it was interesting that they would they would put stuff like that. So it it was it just made me think like maybe I should go back to everything before I like move on to the next main quest just to make sure if there's anything I can do right now I can do it so I don't miss out on something one thing interesting. I, I do like about developers in games like well let me rephrase that better. A certain th- mechanic in a game that I think should be predominant or should be mandatory or a baseline or a part of the foundation of it is when you get past a certain area, it shouldn't be locked so that you can't go back to it. That drives me nuts. Like, oh man, I could have just, you know, 100% of this game if I could just go back to this area and just talk to this one person and get a different community, like different dialogue or something like that. Like... If a story is going to make you go progress, it shouldn't prevent you from not being able to go back to that area. I feel like that's that that kills a lot of the game. Yeah, unless it's um, for story reasons that you can't go back, like the yeah, city sure. was destroyed or something. Sure, that's that fine, I totally but... I I get. But then if you're going to do that, they should have implemented some kind of way of canceling out or warning the player that it's going to happen, because then it makes makes people decide it makes you play it again that's the whole point is but it's not replayability it's forcing you to play so it's not really the game doesn't have replayability it's you playing that game screwed again, up and now you gotta go back yeah see that's that's you well, shouldn't be if, punished if, if we're talking about like western rpgs yeah sure you screwed up because you missed something you need to go back and like play it again but with japanese role-playing games it's oh i didn't know i had to go to to this mountain crest uh at two in the morning with this character and a stick up my ass in order for this event to happen right there's, there's... you forgot to hop on one foot with your t- your tongue sticking out man i should have i should have known that i had to slap that? a priest five times and then call him a joke and run out with while dumping tomato sauce on my head in order for me to get my ultimate weapon for this one character. We're getting struck by lightning 200 times in a fucking row. Oh yeah. god, fuck what a, that. Like, dodging it? <laughs> dodge the lightning. Was it dodge? I thought you had to get struck by it. Or no, no, you, 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 no, you, had, you had to dodge, dodge it. Yeah, you had to dodge. Yeah, fuck that. Um, so, so Becca, what's, what's your opinion on sequels? Do you think that they help? Like, I guess it depends on the on the developer. There is only a few sequels I can think of that at the end of it I thought were garbage. Most part I think sequels are good. So like you guys okay. don't like Dragon Age 2? I yeah, did. No. I think I think the, the downfall was the restriction to one city. If they blew that up, it would have been different. Dragon Age 3? I like Dragon Age 3. I owned it on PC. I played it a few times. I have like three, I think three or four run throughs there. That was Inquisition, right? Yeah, Inquisition. Yeah. Inquisition. I did the same thing with Mass Effect 3. I liked Mass Effect 3. I had no problems with it. I, I, my biggest issue they had, they patched out of it. I thought it was dumb that I had to do the multiplayer to get the real ending, and they got rid of that like right away. Actually, yeah, like the best ending. Mass Effect Three was alright. I didn't, I didn't mind Mass Effect Three. Everyone was complaining about the ending, and I didn't really care for it. I thought the ending was so, like, alright. I'm looking through my Steam thing. So I bought, I, I've bought Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs Two. Watch Dogs Two, I thought was really good. Okay. I think its problem was that Watch Dogs 1 was really bad, so no one bought 2. Like, look at, they're like, the only one, the only the only sequel I can think of that I really didn't like was The Knights of the Old Republic 2. Okay. The Sith Lords. I didn't like that one. Okay. Um, Why so? I just, I don't know, I feel like at the end, they just ran out of time and just shipped it. Like, I don't feel like it had a full story. Maybe I'm not remembering it right, but I remember, like, at one point being like, wait, what? That's the end? Why did it? Why did it just end like this? Shouldn't it have been more? I, mean, I don't the first, understand. The first game kind of ended that way too. Your character just leaves without That's telling true. anybody anything, and then in the second game, if you get like your what is it like repair skill up high enough, you can get the T three droid to get. To, you can get a message from Bastila asking you to go out and find Revan. Oh, see, I never got my repair skill high enough. Yeah, so it's like they that that. That, the ending to the first game, I was like, "What?" You know, what? And then when the second game came out, and it's not falling Revan anymore, I'm like, "Well, fuck." But it was still, I still enjoyed the second one. But look at a game like Far Cry Two, which revolutionized that entire series. That was a sequel. Mm-hmm. 
It was a sequel True. that was amazing. So maybe it's Absolutely not sequels amazing. exactly, but maybe when they just keep going with it, like Assassin's Creed or um, Dead Space or but even Assassin's Bioshock. Creed I would find it. I would find it very hard for anyone to say Assassin's Creed Two wasn't one of the probably the best Assassin's Creed they made. Uh, yeah, it was three, four, Black Flag, and and uh, like Origins seems to be okay, but it's going. Like I think three is where it started to go downhill. For me, your annoyance is not sequels. It's the difference between is this a version two, or an actual new game. So something like. Um, I'm trying to find a good one that's that doesn't really feel like a sequel. It's just a, like a 2.0 of it, like Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock. It wasn't really a sequel. It was just 2.0. Bioshock same... Two was the one that was underwater, I believe, right? Yeah, it was in the same place. It was in Rapture again. Mm-hmm. It it could have been in my mind. It could have been DLC. Yeah, but it was just mostly underwater. But I have to state that I hate Bioshock. I hate the entire series. I hate everything about it. Really. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried every bio. I bought Bioshock One when it came out. I returned it the next day and went. This game is shit. And I, <laughs> I spent all night. I beat. It. I went. This game was garbage. And went back into the store. I went. This game is shit. And I'm returning it. I liked Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. I thought Infinite was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I couldn't even. I couldn't even get through it. I was like, this is garbage. Series <laughs> is fucking stupid. So, so then, what's your opinion about Vermintide? Vermintide Two. I think Vermin. I think Vermintide Two is much better than Vermintide 1. I think where they had problems with 1, they did a great job fixing in 2. They made, while the subclasses I think are meh, there are some that are okay, there are some that are not. I appreciate them putting it in there. I think the um, elf's melee build should be tweaked a little bit, but that's a patching thing, but I think the idea of having different subclasses is better. But if I had to pick, I'd rather them added more characters. Okay. Will, what is your opinion? Uh, Vermintide 2 is great. Um, I do really like the way the loot is rewarded to you. I don't think we should be getting a box or a chest or something like that. I'd rather just get the loot straight up in my face as like three random things. Back to the loot but, boxes. I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they have them in there. I guess it was the only thing they could come up with to, to show the player like, oh look. Here's your rewards and your little chesty poo. I thought, Just they give me a, like... I thought they did a great job with the first one where it was like you rolled dice into a, a, a tin can or like that, a bowl. That system, unless you're playing it on the highest difficulty, which you get the best re- chance for the right. best rewards from, you get shafted in the ass That's over true. and over and over again. I mean, and then th- you have, they could expand like, on it. I like the, the visual of it and the idea behind it. Oh, yeah. Visual is great. extend on it or expand but on it. It's just like... You, what I what, what would have been cooler for me was you have the dice roll in a pan and it, like the dice has symbols on it or whatever. It doesn't matter what you roll; it's still just random what you get. Yeah. Just have it that way. I'd be less pissed off of having to have RNG before more RNG because you don't you can't say I want. So since I played Saltspire throughout the first game pretty much entirely, I was getting stuff for him, but I couldn't choose specifically what I wanted. So uh, okay. having having that RNG of like okay now I have to roll the dice okay the dice is rolled now okay so I'm getting something for salt spire that's another level of RNG of like what it's gonna gonna be because yeah. it has to I just it does make sense that you get stuff for your character you're playing but then at the same time like Vermintide too what they did is that everyone can have can use pretty much anything the other person is using um, certain things um, or you yeah. just don't get it which is great because i mostly play you know um the elf and in the first one i feel like i always got dwarf shit and mercenary shit (laughs) and i just it was very frustrating because the crafting in that game was really difficult whereas the crafting in vermintide 2 is so much better so much better it's Um, it's pretty straightforward yeah it's just i think overall i think they did a good job because the I like the special abilities each each player or each character has. I think they have a specific role, and I think they do them well. I don't think it made the game easier. If anything, it made them a little more difficult because you have to like almost time them or save them for specific things. Um, the chaos spawn is the most broken thing in any fucking game. I think it will fuck itself. <laughs> um, I, I like the new addition to to certain like the chaos spawn and the. Um, the uh, the other race, the Norse guys, like I thought that was pretty cool. So, 
I, I, I like it. Um, can't, I can see why some people wouldn't like it because the game is definitely unforgiving and sometimes there's some bullshittery involved, but... You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I think the real problem is there are certain sequels that are so bad that taint every other sequel. Because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of like, StarCraft 2 is really good. Yeah, StarCraft. I mean, both I'm looking Starcraft at like is... I'm just looking at all the twos in here. I'm like, there's a lot of really good games that are like the second in the series. So what Diablo is making 3. us piss on sequels? Like even if you even if you go past two, if you just look at sequels, I, like what's making us aggravating about it? I I it's... don't think I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't think it's so much video game sequels. I think it's like movie sequels. Yeah, I well, think I think that that's would, true. I think that's true. that I agree. There's a lot of bad movie sequels. Like I'm thinking like video game sequels. There really aren't that many that are like because Divinity Divinity awful. Two is really good too, actually. Divinity Original Sin 2 is really fucking good. Speaking of which, I want to fucking play that again. Cause that's a well, we need to finish. Yeah, we well, exactly. Yeah, we got to get everyone back together and play that. Um, but yeah, makes me sleepy. I, I like I, I I'm I'm on the same page as Pat. Like I can't really think of any sequels that I I just thought were god awful. Well, Devil um, May Cry 2 was pretty bad. I I've never played a Devil May Cry game. Oh, but see, the problem is like when you weigh that against. So you're gonna take Devil May Cry, and then you weigh that against The Witcher Two. Witcher Two is amazing. Yeah. So it, it's hard. Like I can't find a lot of games that I thought were just like straight up garbage as a sequel. Now with movies, there are a bunch of movies that True. are straight up garbage, and I feel like the movies are just a cash grab in. Well, I think it was just more of the lines of like I wanted to discuss sequels because Vermintide Two is you know is out now and we've been playing that there's you know well then what about um uh what's the game uh destiny 2 do you think that that game was good or do you think that they kind of ruined it for that i never played a destiny game was never really into it um it's destiny has its shooting down because bungie knows how to make an fps mm -hmm. what they don't know how to make is an rpg MMO light game, which is what they touted that as initially. It was gonna, it was MMO light. They said. Okay. Then eventually they're like, no, 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 no. It's not. A, it's not MMO at all. It's not. It's like it is when you have a hub area that you can meet random people, right. see them as their character. Like that's only really MMOs do that. No other. Like if it's gonna be a multiplayer co-op game, it's usually up to like four people, and then you just see like Diablo three is MMO light ish because you can just go into a random game with three strangers and stuff like that and be in the same hub and do things. Yeah. Diablo uh, 3 is one of those sequels that I think they fucked up on, especially because they had like 10 years of working on it. But um, it just depends on if you care about the story or not. De That's what Des that game is. Des Destiny, from the beginning, suffered from a lot of shit. They lost their composer eventually, Marty mm. O'Donnell, which just fucking... I don't know how they fucked that up. But they like also had... No, it's because they... Well, here's the funny thing. Bungie, Bungie wanted to get away from Microsoft because they wanted to have more control over their development, their game development. And so they thought it was a great idea to sign a 10-year contract fucking Activision. I don't know how that equates at all to what they wanted. I don't know, I don't know how they could sit there and be like, oh, this is going to be so much better than Microsoft. They, I, don't, I don't know whose decision that was, but it definitely was a forced one. You, can, you could just tell that it was a forced one because with what uh, O'Donnell went through uh, right before he retired, they were being such spiteful, vindictive assholes to him because he was telling them, like, listen, this is not, this just isn't right. Like, we can't do it this way. We should be doing it this way. You know it's better to do it this way. And they're just like, eh, and like just so fucking disregarding just, him. Just, it, they, they just got cocky and just didn't care? Or do you think they just like blatantly didn't think it would matter? They they tripped. Their major mistake was, was signing with Activision because if they wanted... A good amount of control as a developer and mm -hmm. over the development of their fucking franchise you don't sign a contract with a company that doesn't give a shit about the consumer like the community that they want to build around it and their, their consumers like that company does not give a shit with how many call of duty games they spew out over a decade you they just reuse assets that's what they did and the the game had the first one had a bunch of rewrites with its story uh, what was it like a uh a year and a half into its development, they still didn't have a story written and settled on. They rewrote it, like, three times. 
And you can't have that. You need to have your story ready to go because no one else can work off of... Like, you have to have that story so so the people that make the storyboards can work off of it and have scenes so that people who are reading it can be like, oh, that's that's a really cool place. I'm going to paint that place and get that landscape done to inspire the artist. And then the artist can work. No one can do their work if you don't have a story set for it. Just like a basic idea of what you want and then write write all the script out later and everything. So that's what you think happened with... um... Destiny 2 is that they just didn't have their story down and then they released it with all the mechanics that, that functioned. That was one thing. What they did was by the end of Destiny's lifespan over the what like three years, three, three and a half years that it was out, they eventually had a good game by the end. If that if that game was like that from the get-go, people would have loved it. People would have loved it. And then they would have just added expansions to it and DLCs and nobody would have asked for anything more from it. But it's 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 got to be Activision. I can't I can't see even Bungie being so stupid as to just cut really good ideas out of a game to try and sell it later on to their community and their consumer base. And in the second one, they took a lot of the great things that uh, Destiny One had in it out, and it felt like vanilla Destiny again. And you were just hoping like, okay, maybe with the next like the first expansion or DLC, they'll implement all this shit. No, it took. There were there was like a, a fucking literal boycott of the Eververse system because it was so heavily pushing you towards microtransactions and spending money on cosmetic items and these loot boxes that could have that could have ships in them. I don't know why the loot boxes had ships in them in the first place. They're not. You don't need like the the ships are something. It's just they were. It's dumb. it's another it's another like cosmetic thing, and you yeah, don't fly the I, ships I yourself just, or do anything. But which is I don't. The like. first game, you could get ships from just playing the game they would drop as rewards for you like doing a nightfall strike or just doing heroic strikes just doing that for like a couple of hours like two three hours you could get like one or two ship drops if you were lucky enough mm-hmm. and they had uh strike specific weapons and gear that you could get for all the different classes they they had um like uh, high score chasing in nightfalls and in heroic strikes where you, you can depending upon like the chain of kills that you got or like how what weapon you used to kill enemies with supers and how long you could keep the combo going you would get an even higher score and you could go for the high score or whatever i don't know if there were leaderboards for that stuff there probably were within the community but it was something it was a, a fun thing that they added to it they didn't have that in the beginning of this of destiny 2 they didn't have the heroic strike specific weapons and armor pieces they didn't have Ships dropping as as regular rewards for just doing certain activities. They they added some new things like the um, the lost sectors, which is a great idea. But they, it's just a hole in the ground. They're all holes in the ground that you go into. They open up into a slightly wide area. You kill a captain level enemy there. You open a chest and then you fucking leave. Like there's nothing to them. There's nothing interesting. There's no interesting lore to find in the game anymore. They took ghost shells out, so all the lore is given to you, which is fine. It's just like it's, it's it's not even presented anymore. There's no there's no way there's still no way to go and look up the lore. Like people wanted some some place to go and just read the stories. But that's just and, stupid. I'm sorry, but that's just I don't I don't like it, the idea of playing a game that doesn't have the lore built into it. It's just it's it's dumb. Like you have to do it the right way. Yeah. You can do the Star Wars thing where you have the codex or the Mass Effect yeah. the codex full of shit, but mm-hmm. then you experience it while it's going on. So if you wanted to know, like, you didn't need to know what was the problem with the Krogan and the, and the uh, you didn't have to know the Krogan's wrong, but you could go in there and re- read about it, and then you also experience in the story. So it was fine to do lore that way. That was my problem with Destiny One and why I stopped. It was the game made no fucking sense? And if I have to go somewhere else to figure it out, I'm not interested. Yeah, they, game. they were they were they were doing too many things. They were like, we have a phone app. Like, I don't want to use the fucking phone app. I want to play the game. Why do I need to use the so, phone app? So I'm 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 gonna go back to WoW as a, because I played WoW for many many years and I have a lot of experience with playing the game and all the lore and all that shit with it. But like when I needed to know something, I'd go to WoWhead and then WoWhead would tell me what I need to do to kill a specific monster to get a specific piece of item or whatever that I needed, materials, whatever. If I wanted to know the lore, I would literally go and do the quests, read up on the quests, read the actual, like, documentation that's in the game, and if there was anything that was in the game that I couldn't get to or anything like that, then I would go and I would find it myself. Go to, you know, Blizzard's website or go to Wikipedia or something or the forums. 
the fact that you have this game that is heavily relying on lore and not have it in the game or the or a multiplayer game or an MMO and not have the ability to to queue up together in the game to me makes no fucking sense. Well, I think that's, that's where you started wrong. Is I don't think Destiny gives a shit about the lore. I don't think it's the point of the game. I think it's an additive for people, but I don't think it's the focus of their game. Which is well, wrong because they could have such a good fucking lore. It sounds like a cool lore to me. It, it it is. It has some really cool stories in it, and I would agree with Pat on that. But they reference shit all the time in the game, and even in Destiny Two. The funny thing about Destiny Two was there was a writer came in. Uh, and she pretty much just got rid of the old lore and said, oh, that's just, that's folklore. That's not lore lore. That's folklore. So it's just like, just made up stories and fairy tales for young kids. So the the whole, the lore community within the Destiny community had a shit fit with her. And it's like, who the fuck are you to come in and tell us that all the work and time we put into, like, deciphering your fucking riddles of stories and, you know, your little puzzles of stories... You're going to tell us that it doesn't matter anymore. It's just, it's bullshit. It, it doesn't, like, none of that was actually really true. And you're going to tell us the real truth. And it, it, so they, they had, they, they went with one way and then they fucked it up. So they go, all right, well, let's just tell them that it doesn't fucking matter and just do something else and get, it's like with Disney with the Star Wars canon. Like, oh yeah, no, that we're just going to, <laughs> we're just going to cherry pick specific important events from the original trilogies. And then forget everything else. That's, that's because because going. because they're like they're like oh well we can just make money on making new books we can make money on making comics and guess what there's a fucking Destiny comic now so that's probably in my opinion the main reason why they wanted to push people away from the old lore because they were going to start to write new lore and shove it down people's throats through comic books like digital comic books or even like, just regular like, books. It's, Blizzard did that with Overwatch and it made sense because it was a new game and it wasn't out yet and then when it was, when it came out they would release every week because it was new and like that. And I thought that was really cool because that's awesome. To to see the lore of a specific character, they released a short comic or a short video about that character as it was released. That's good. And then they had that information on their website. So it's like you can go to it and see all that stuff. But they also had it in the game. Like they yeah. would have com, you know, conversations with each other and stuff like that. Or you play a character, and it was like a little short about it. Like you still have to have it in the game as much as you have it outside of the game. I think lore is extremely important for keeping. It's not for everyone, and I get that, and it can be boring and stuff like that. But it should still be there because it'll still grab people's attentions. Like. The whole concept between Illidan and, and Malfurion and WoW, I thought it was a fucking... And Tyrande. It's fucking amazing. They're brothers. And Tyrande used to like or was in love with Illidan. And Illidan was imprisoned wrongfully and actually wasn't a bad guy. But Malfurion imprisoned him and then took Tyrande. It's just like, what? Like, stuff like that is juicy and awesome. <laughs> See, my, the, my problem with like, the Destiny thing is... I could is, be so, completely yeah, wrong Star- about the lore, but I know they're brothers. Star Wars, Sorry. Star Wars <laughs> changed the canon. Which but is the reason, why. But, but you could see why they did it. They wanted to tell stories, and by the time they took over it, there was 40 years of stories already happening between when the, when the, uh, the Return of the Jedi ended. Even before that, you can go to the original Star Wars, there's already started things going on from A New Hope forward. Mm. So they just wanted a fresh reset. I can respect that, because you bought the series, and you have 40 years of lore that you can't do without recasting people. I can't accept it in Destiny because you own the franchise and it's been like four years. You can't then reset because you go, oh shit. So, I mean, so a, a lot of the reset. stuff, a lot of the lore of Star Wars 2 that like in the books and like that were way better than the fucking movies in my opinion. Yes, they were. So, so like that, that's, my, that's my gripe about it. It's like you, you can, is it just because you need, like you can still make more money. It's not going to stop you, no. those, those previous books and stories existing from writing oh, more. It's of course it's for the money. They, 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 are you kidding? They're putting. Do you know how many Star Wars books they come out with already to expand no, upon can't. their universe and stuff like that? They're going to be giving us side movies about shit that no one. Fu- Rogue Squadron. We're going to get a Rogue Squadron movie. We're going to get Han Solo as a young. Like who gives a shit if he's young? Like he's still. The, we already know that character. Why? And he's and he's dead now. Spoiler alert! In that first movie, he fucking dies. Yeah. So he's inconsequential to the story going on. Why are you writing about a dead character that has no impact on the movies anymore? 
expand upon the characters you still have fucking alive because apparently they're dropping like flies yeah. and like it, well, and spoilers it, spoilers more star wars characters die no uh it, it's just See, like you like rogue god rogue one was disappointing to me because like i was sitting there and i'm watching i'm like why am i watching this and i was like is it am i interested in these characters no like why why because they're all going to die at the end of it and like this is just i'm watching a story i already know enough about that i I don't need to i like i don't need to watch this like why am i like i have no need to watch this if it were a book i think it would have worked better as a book yes it would have been better as a book it also ruined parts of a new hope for me so when i watch a new hope with that with that in mind it's not as good as a movie as as great as a movie because then you know straight off the bat, the princess Leia is just, it's just an idiot. Oh, we're a diplomatic mission. We watched your ship <laughs> launch. From this, from Don't give me that jibba jabba princess. I saw you come out of that other ship as we blew it up. Like, really? It just, the point of, like, when, when you watch A New Hope the first time, like, without that, it was, it made the Empire seem more evil that they're, they're attacking this ship over a planet. There's no re or there's like no reason for it they're just attacking it so it made them be the bad guys now it's like when i watch them like yeah you guys are a bunch of dicks we're flying because i need to go to another planet because also I, i'm a diplomat they, they state that you it's can't like, track people through hyperspace and so they how did. do they track them through hyperspace I, Ooh, did, did, did i did i hit a plot they have, they have a, space a plot hole. listen nope. Nope, they but, made a very big deal out of it that you couldn't track anyone. Yeah, and they can't. broke in the last movie and said, oh, yeah, we can track people. You have a tracking signal on the big ship that you have to take out. But um, that small-ass Star Destroyer did not have that. So just just tell me how you, you broke the lore to do a really shitty and, movie. And another thing, like, another big thing that people uh, had had a bit of a hissy fit over was the fact that that one character in the latest, the the, the Last Jedi movie, uh, used like jumped her ship into another one in order to destroy it. Yep, that was done. And people are like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute! If you can do that all along, why hasn't this tactic been used more and been seen more throughout? Like every every ship about to blow up should just do that if they can." Absolutely, you yeah. have a star destroyer. Um, I'll jump in here and blow it up. Done. I'll just jump in, in the middle of everybody and I'll take other ships out with me and it'll make me blow up faster and then I'll kill everyone. <laughs> like. See, if you if you take The Last Jedi as a sequel and had um, The Force Awakens as the first one, then I agree with you. Sequels are shit. Because that movie... <laughs> Alright, I will say that I really, really enjoyed Force Awakens. It had the perfect amount of nostalgia. The Last Jedi was like going to school for the first day as like first in like in first grade and having the biggest kid in school take your backpack throw it in the garbage can and then dump you in a garbage can and lock you in there for nine hours like i saw my childhood hero be destroyed be looking like a little bitch and they defended it as a good movie choice i wasn't a fan of of it i I could honestly i could care less about it it wasn't you take like you take Luke Skywalker, my childhood hero, and you shit on him for two hours. And I sat there the entire time, like, but Luke, but Luke. Yeah, it's well, it's just him feeling sorry for himself and woe with me and all this self pity bullshit. And like, you don't understand, Ray. You you're not a Jedi. You'll never be a Jedi because the Jedi are dead, man. You're you're just a duty head, yeah. Ray. You're no a duty head. And she's like, you're sitting so here. This entire thing where he's sitting there, and then at the end, Yoda comes. He's like, you're an idiot. Wait, <laughs> wait. Step back here. So for like 20 years, he's out there alone, and Yoda's Watching like, the universe nah, not being yet. ravaged not yet. by the first not order. Yet. Not yet. Wait. Okay. Luke, that- really? <laughs> That's the thing. Out of the sky as a ghost. <laughs> That's the thing about the Jedi, though. They just sit and watch. They're the worst defenders of anything. They don't. They don't take action. They just sit and like jerk each other off in that well, circle jerk they wait, that they have. They wait until the bad guys take action. They're like, we can't do anything. 
we do, we don't know anything. whether he's Sith or not. We don't know for sure. He's he's literally tearing someone's flesh off and he's, saying he can't wait to to use the dark side away. more. And no 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 no. That's that's judging a book by its color. Its cover. We got we got to take this one step at a time. He's beheading what children. What like, what color he... what color are his eyes right now? They're blue. Okay, that Sith don't have blue eyes. They usually have yellow. So I'm inclined to think he's not a Sith. Like that. That's the and type of shit they do. What was Luke's problem? He went, I'm not waiting for this shit. I saw what's going to happen. I'm going to do it now. Wait, that's probably a bad idea. <gasps> now I'm the bad guy. Yep. I'm the bad guy. Well, now. it's like, they, they, I agree with you. They, they, they wait till it's too late. It's like, oh, Anakin's turning. Anakin's turning. No, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Everything's fine. And then all well, of a sudden, he's losing his shit and murdering everyone behind their back. And everyone's like, well, I didn't see this coming. What do you, what who, do you mean? Who, who could have seen that? And Mace Windu's like, fucking me, asshole. I didn't like him from the start. He seemed like a little punk-ass bitch. And now you're fucking telling me he's killing? What a surprise. He murdered all the younglings. Didn't see that one coming, did you, Yoda, you fucking wise piece of shit? Like, the, it, everybody's like, hmm. Even Yoda's like, hmm, I don't know. My connection to the Force is it's pretty cloudy today. Got some, got some gray clouds. Looks like it's going to rain in my mind, my mind <laughs> journal. Uh, I, I don't know why that could be. Hmm, hmm. Maybe a fucking powerful ass Sith Lord is like sitting, I don't know, a couple blocks away from you and just fucking with you. None of them noticed that. The entire Jedi Council is there. None of, them, none of them is sensitive enough to know that they're being manipulated and fucked with, even when standing in his presence. Like, are you kidding me? Nope. Are you seriously fucking. What, what is this? Uh, what is it like? Um. Was this Naruto where they can hide their killing intent so that they could be completely invisible from each other? That's the level of bullshit that we have right now. It is, it is, it is insane. And Pat, if you want to learn why Luke is that way, I can, I can, I can tell you that I, I'm pretty sure they wrote a book about it. No, I'm not. Um, reading it's it. part of the new extended universe, which is canon to let you know. So you can enjoy a new canon story written, written and and a-okayed by the Disney family. So that you Luke can have an understanding of, of why Luke is, is so puffy. Continues with him being married. I don't believe in anything else except for the Luke Skywalker story where he gets married to Mara Jade, has a kid, and becomes a Jedi Master. That, that, that's all I know. He used to be yeah, a Jedi, I, I know right? about the, the, the solo twins. He, well, he's, he's a Jedi, right? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I'm saying that facetiously. He's, and, and yeah. <laughs> he's still. Yeah. He still is a Jedi. He's, he's not doing anything because he's see. In, in my mind, when I think he's of a teenager, what he's an angsty teenager in that movie, and it fucking ruined him. And I completely agree. And he 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 played a Jedi Master to a T. He sat back and did nothing. Good point. That's exactly what they do. But see that I learned this from my master. <laughs> like the original, like expanded universe was so good is because he didn't. His first. I know. Movie, he created another Darth Vader and went, "Oh well, I fucked that one up. Let me try again." And keeps going back at it. The saga of the solo twins was perfect. Was what good. happened with the with the real Ben Solo? Or no, it was Ben Skywalker, right? It was Anakin Solo. Anakin yeah, Anakin Solo, Solo and Ben Skywalker. What happened to Chewbacca? Perfect. Drop a moon on that yeah. bitch. Chewbacca gets That's fucking crushed Chewbacca. by a moon. Where is that movie? It's the only way they can kill him. He can't. No, he gets shot in the arm and winged and he's a bitch for the rest of it. But I mean, I... like, that was how Chewbacca goes. He saves Han's son <laughs> And gets crushed by a moon. I and then want... Han becomes resentful because you killed Chewbacca. Because we all know there was something going on between the two of them. Hey, of course, I want. I want to see that. I want to see Chewie so strong in like a fatherly love type of moment where like Solo's son, he sees his own son, and he's so strong that he he summons the power to fight against the the fucking moon that's coming to crush him. And he's for a, he does it, it for long enough, he's like. Okay, and then he just gets crushed, and he has the power to hold a moon up. That is fucking amazing. It's just not even that. It's just they needed an epic way. The, the people that wrote that did a good job because they, they knew that they couldn't punk out Chewbacca in any other way. Like, Chewbacca can't just get, like, winged or shot in the head by, like, a random arbitrary shot of, of a laser. You know, just some <laughs> kind of thing. Like, oh, and Chewie's dead, because no. that would be bullshit. He can't be killed by, like a Sith or anything like that because he's never in a position to be facing one of them. So that would be nope. bullshit too. No, in the books he does. In the books he yeah. does. In the, uh, yeah. in the Thrawn trilogy he does trying to protect Leia. He ends up fighting like a lot of like uh, weird ass shit. Those, um, I forget what they're called. Yeah, the, but they're not... Like, the bug people. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 oh, the... the, the... Yeah, Genos or Yusan Vong or whatever. There's like... Yeah, yeah but they, they, they don't have like lightsabers or like that. They probably have like vibroblades and shit. 
Like, well, you, they have force-infused stuff they use on. And they were stealthy. Mm. I, I think it was a good way to do it. I think my, my biggest problem Go stealth with on a is... Yeti and see what happens. You'll fucking <laughs> you in half. He I takes mean, a dump I, on you and then eats you. Yeah. I, I originally was fine with what they were doing because I thought they just weren't going to recast, but now they're making a solo movie, you're fine with recasting. Mm-hmm. So you should have just went with the expanded universe and moved on. Yeah, they, they, they definitely ruined it. But as I was saying, like, so, dropping a moon was a great... I think that was a good way of writing because they couldn't... They kind of needed to kill Chewbacca because of the situation, but they did it in a very strategically well written way because he didn't get punked out and it was like well i mean two planets technically collided so no one can really survive that so yeah he's dead but that was in that was in like a comic right it wasn't in a book i think it was in one of the books i think it was in a book yeah Uh, i thought it was in one of the comics but like that what a fucking amazing way to go out Mm -hmm. It's like, how did Chewbacca die? He was fucking crushed by a moon. They threw a moon at him. They literally pulled gravitational... They they gravitationally pulled the moon to him. (laughs) And he he could... We can't stop him with lasers and grenades and uh, uh, bombardments from ships in space. What do we do? Uh, Throw the moon at him. What? What? You're insane. No, do it. (laughs) It fucking works. They're like, oh my god. I just imagine hearing, like, you're, like, a... Like, just like if this was a, a movie, it just pans out to where... The, to space, no sound, and then the planets collide, still no sound. You just yeah, just his call, just like his soul escaping, escaping the universe, and everyone, every it's like the 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 scream heard throughout the world or the universes, and then everyone rallies together because they and like just and literally like the best part about that was there wasn't Han hated his son because of it. That Chewbacca died because of oh, his son. It would have been so much it, better if they it, just it started rallied. the entire arc of of like his of his son like teetering on the dark side because he let Chewbacca die. Like that was perfect. It was it was a great way of doing it. Yeah, I, that's that's. I just wish that it was just like everyone just like like loses their shit and gets like like just KO Ken times a million. They all go Super Saiyan and fly into space and just wreck shit. Not odd, so, but like something came out this week that um, a game oh. came out this week that's been kind of controversial and has gotten a lot of reviews. Okay. And I think the only reason we're ta- people are talking about it is because streamers are making it popular and the game doesn't warrant it. So for people that don't know what I'm talking hmm. about, I'm talking about Sunless Sea. Or not Sunless no, Sea. No, not uh, Sunless Sea. Sunless Sea is good. Uh, sea of Thieves. So oh, yeah. one of our friends plays it. And has been telling me about kind of his adventures on it. I've done a lot of research because I debated buying it because I've heard so many good things about it. And then the reviewers of it, their reviews are totally different than the streamers' reviews for it. And one of the things that the, the, the best review I saw for it was the game is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. except there's nothing to do in it that you don't create yourself. Yeah. And our friend that plays it said the same thing. The game's all about you doing it. Which... I'm all for that because that's that's kind of like the whole Minecraft mentality. It's like, here's some blocks, go do something with it, get out of my fucking face, which is cool. But at the same time, in a game like where you're pirates and you're, you know, traveling in a ship and you you're know, just captain. missing one key thing that Minecraft has that this game does not. Crafting, <laughs> modding. No, no, well, besides modding, there's a Microsoft? PvE environment in it. It's a, there's a PvE environment in Minecraft. Well, you can you can fight off skeletons, and you can even but, fight a giant kraken as well. If I'm a pirate, I want loot. So why aren't I attacking merchant ships that don't exist? Well, if you're gonna be pirate, why am I fighting other pirate? pirate? I don't want to fight other pirates. Yeah. It, it I want to be... fight merchant ships. Yeah. What about like a like a like a ghost ship that you can go on and yeah. get ghost treasure? <laughs> Who doesn't want some ghost treasure? But you can't go to Target. But like, and buy okay, anything. so so yeah, so that's that's something that pirates did do. They attacked merchant ships and stole stuff and everything like that. They also drank rum. They sailed. They buried treasure. And for the most part, the game's got that. <laughs> Wait, so, so you could just drink rum and bury treasure? What's the difference compared so, to life? The thing I was thinking, I like thought that I think about it, maybe talk about it, is what's the difference between this and something like Star Citizen? Well, what do you mean? But just general concept. Star Citizen, Star Citizen is, is going to be the same. Make your own adventure. Well, is a sea of these like i don't i don't really know much about it i've watched maybe about like 20 minutes at most of 
altogether of Sea of Thieves, and it reminds me of Black Wake. I don't know if you ever we played. It Black does. It reminds yeah. Me of Black yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a better. It's like Fortnite version of Black Wake. Um, yes. Uh. The the thing is that is it going to is it trying to be a simulator or is it just a dick around no. game? It's just the way around. our friend said it, it was they gave you here's an open world. There's some stuff in it. I'll see you later. You just do your own thing. So you just, well, it's just so you faff about. I mean, was that was that hidden that the game was going to be like that from the I general don't public? Think so. I don't. Like they, I don't think so. I think they were straight up front about. I don't think they told anyone what it was going to be about. They, they did the approach of, we're not going to say anything, and when you get it, you're going to get it and move on. They didn't do the No Man's Sky approach of, I'm going to promise you everything and then give you nothing. Well, they should just have a roadmap. Have everything. They should have a roadmap, at least. So I don't think they did that. So it's not like Star Citizen that had like a full I... roadmap that you could know what's going to happen. I mean, if if you're gonna stick to that as as your schedule, because it wasn't wasn't Star Citizen wasn't that like Kickstarted too, or, or it was, was that... Kickstarted, yeah. Yeah, so they they're obligated mm -hmm, exactly. to do that, like that that they must do, or they have to give the money back. Mm -hmm. So they so they had to do that. I don't think that is something that necessarily needs to be done. I don't think the public needs to see the roadmap because they they don't have anything to do with it other than whether they want to purchase it or not. And seeing a roadmap and seeing what they're working on stuff that doesn't that doesn't really interest me because that may drastically change by the end of the game. That's why, like, alphas and betas, like, I want to get a feel for the game in an alpha or something like that, but that's, I know it's going to change. I know it's already changed by the time I get my hands on that, and most people don't. I think... They don't understand the limitation of what demos can show you and what they actually mean. Like, they, they just don't wrap their minds around it. I think they get if pissed I'm going to spend money on a game that's in early access, I'd like to know where they're going with it and what their plans are. This is not an early access. This is a full release. Yeah, so the, the thing is, is that I think... So the reason I was bringing it up is I wanted to bring up this $50, idea. right? It's sixty. It's not 60. fucking worth the money. I mean, right now it's not worth the Minecraft money. Minecraft was twenty. So when, the when you I was could first it get it, oh, I was just is it for free when it was there? Free. I think there is a lot of games going on that are not good, but because people stream them, they become popular mm. and they make money. Okay, so what you're saying is that because of the fad and the whole yeah, what was because I mean we surviving, talked about it. Surviving was it Mars was another one of those games that that um, wasn't it Tuesday? We were both like, we should buy. Like Sunless Sea, because I'm not so. Wow. You should buy Sea of Thieves. I think you need to buy Sunless Sea and play it because it I seems to be on your sea. mind. That's what Maybe. I did when we were in when we were at Disney. I played Sunless Sea every night. You I were think. at Disney and you played Sun. Oh, at, like at back at the hotel. Yeah, back at the hotel when we had to like pretend we were sleeping. That's mm. what I did. I played Sunless Sea. I think. Um, I. So yeah, stream like really popular streamers definitely <laughs> help with games they're essentially like a promotional tool and that's why they always get like the ability to jump into a game before it's even released like closed alphas and stuff like that <clears throat> and i think that's great i think it's 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 helpful because it helps the streamer but it also helps the developer and i think that's a really good symbiotic relationship that you could have that both sides benefit from it and i think that's great the problem is how people react to the streamers playing those games and whether or not like the community needs to know or do a better job at like no this is a really bad game or the way that you're going about this game is should be adjusted it's a fun game i like it but for sixty dollars i'm getting nothing so you need to do something and if their goal is to produce more things that's fine but i feel like for what I hear, it's like, you know, our friend as well as other things I've been reading, it's about three to four hours of content for $60 right now. And then after that, it's like, maybe you can get a bunch of friends together and dick off. But like, if you read the reviews for it, the reviews for this game are like, mix it is, is the straight up gambit. So I'm looking at it right now. There are 312 five out of five reviews. Okay. Out of 107. So I'm, I, I'm, I don't, it, has, it doesn't even total numbers. I'm just going to go through it. There's 312, 5 out of 5, 107, 4 out of 5, 80, 85, 3 out of 5, 123, 2 out of 5, and 219, 1 out of 5. Total. What's the total number? I'll do the math. Oh, they don't yeah, give do you the total, math, you accountant. They don't give you the total number? No, because the Microsoft Store is stupid. Oh, it's a Microsoft Store. Yeah, now they're fucking dumb. Um, so there's 846 reviews. 
Okay, so then roughly two thirds says that it's fantastic, and then a third says meh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the stuff in here, like when you read it, is the titles are amazing, great game, game of the year, uh, game of perfect. the year. Yeah, this one is game of the year. I love this game. I love the feeling of being a pirate in Sun of the Sea. This game is epic. Sea of Thieves. Of Stop year. saying Sunless Sea. It's not Sunless Sea, goddammit. Sorry, Sea of Thieves. Just call it. Just, just call it this game. This game. <laughs> 10 out of 10. This game is a masterpiece. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you're, you're, you had a review up to 5. Where did the 10 come from? You can't multiply it. Right, he multiplied it. But well, see, the, the reason I'm, I'm he bringing gets this up negative. is. I think they're only like this because there's people streaming it. I think I the think popularity is from it. the streamer. I don't think it's because of the streamer where they have these. I, I think, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think the streamer helps promote it and get it out there to people. Um, but uh, it, the game looks fun. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Okay. The best game I've ever played. Best game to date. This game is amazing. Right, Period. Ooh, You're a pirate. The so best bless game. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah, I sneezed. I, I muted myself. I didn't want to <laughs> blow anyone's eardrums. Um, it, it. I mean, I had a lot of fun with Black Wake. My only issue with Black Wake was that it was limited on what you could do, and the game was janky because it wasn't finished. People sucked in that game. <laughs> well, yeah, the game was... It, Yes, people sucked at it. I sucked at it. It, it. The game is fun and enjoyable, and I can see that type of game being fun and enjoyable, and I yeah. want to play that kind of game because it's a game that would be fantastic to have in my repertoire of games that I have. The problem And is I quote, will anyone besides me load the fucking cannon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did do that. It's, it's... I like shooting them. The, these games are rainy day games. They're games that, yes. like, yes. I, man, I really don't know what I want to play. Uh, maybe my friends want to play something, and then your friends are like, mm, I don't know, I'm in the mood for something, but I just don't know. Hey, let's right. just hop in here and screw around. Maybe we'll think of something else we want to play. These Black Lake and uh, C whatever, C Pirates Day Out. Uh, <laughs> Baby's Day Out, but Pirates. Yeah, yeah but for Pirates. <laughs> I guess they get Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Um, <laughs> Two men and a pirate. They're, they're games that are like rainy day games. Like we're, We also dabbled in Heroes of Hammerwatch as well. That's not a game that I want to just... Like sit there and play every day for hours and hours and hours. It's like every once in a while, let's hop into it. No, it's not sixty dollars. No, it's not sixty. And the the main thing is thirty ten. YouTube had a big problem with content creators not disclosing well enough that they were sponsored to play the game, and their reactions are money based. A lot of these streamers really, I mean, they do a better job now, but people see them having fun, and you know they're getting paid to have that fun, so it is much more fun for them than us so i th i think it's more so more streamers need to be actually honest with the developers you don't have to worry about hurting their their feelings or anything trust me on that yeah, anonymous no people on the internet are going to fucking rake them over the coals it's okay to say well i really don't think there's enough here to warrant the 60 dollar price and let them know and like and, and tell them like in, in like an email or something directly like listen i played your game I, ha I had a good time with it but I, I think it's lacking enough content to warrant your price for it i think if you had like maybe this or this shoot some fucking things back to them ideas not just i'm gonna take your money me gonna put on smile and make other people get this game and play it because i'm gonna make it look like i'm having the time of my life and it's i do agree with that actually i i think it's false advertisement kind of thing and I think it's up, it's the responsibility of the community that's watching them to be like, they're having fun because, A, we're watching them and they enjoy streaming or whatever, but they're essentially getting paid double because they're playing this game for this developer, helping them out, so they're getting a kickback and they're also getting paid to have some kind of content for the people that are watching them. So they have to put up kind of like a show or face uh, to to do all this. and. That's not the streamer's fault. That's not the it's just how it works, and it's, it's up to the community to to sit there. And, it's hard to sit there and say that the well, you got to stop the streamer from being like that because that's wrong. It's false advertising. YouTube needs to do this, and Twitch needs to do this. I, I think it's I think it's up. It's the responsibility of the gaming community to go. Okay, well, Forsen was playing this game, and he says it was the best game ever, and I disagree. Especially for sixty dollars, that's insane. Here well, is twelve. If 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 you're if you're relying on the the community that the streamers have to be that responsible, that they reflect the streamer that they True. you know watch. Like the streamer allows them to do 
certain things within their chat to to certain limitations because they have rules and everything like that and guidelines for the community they need to like let them know like listen i'm sponsored for this and and do it multiple times throughout however long they're going to stream it like listen this is a sponsored stream i'm having fun with it right now we're kind of getting into it um and then at the end of it give an actual like that like that stream like a stream review of short summary of how they feel that the game is whether they feel it's worth the price that they have set for it and you know like whether it's better to play by yourself with friends or or a mix or something or something that you can just pick up and play on a rainy day you know and stuff like that they need to start doing that because eventually it's going to get to the point where if if they do like they like it's it's just bad it's very gray mm-hmm. twitch will twitch will have their back for a certain amount but eventually they're just going to throw them under the bus. They're not going to be there for them. YouTube isn't going to be there for them. And the developers can go at them as well if they feel that they've negatively affected their sales. They went after, like, like Jim uh, Jim from the Jimquisition. Oh, yeah. They Love that guy. Fucking fantastic, dude. He's, he's so great <clears throat> with his reviews because he does not care about the person crying at the end of it. He doesn't give a shit. If the game's shit, he'll tell you it's shit. He, 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 got, he was getting sued by this one developer who gave him the copy of the game. Sent him a direct email. Oh, said, yeah, hey, I, I want to give you a copy of my game. Can you do a review on it? He's like, yeah, hell yeah, sure. So he did a review of it, and he's like, this game is terrible. This game is bad. And he's like, I know they gave me this copy and everything, but I'm honest in my reviews. And da, da, da. And then he tried to sue him over yeah, the negative review. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Which is he wrong. lost. He lost that case. He lost that case on every every point he was trying to sue him on. But it still it's was like, the the whole thing. He still had to go through it, which is wrong. Yeah. If there should be. It's it's a tough situation because when you're a streamer, you're relying on developers as well as your community to kind of help you out and pay for your salary, and that means that you have to put on a face, you have to do a dance, and you have to. No. And I, I agree with you. It depends on I how think, you take it. I think that if you if someone is coming to you to do a review and you be honest about it, that's critiquing and that is not that's not a, an offense, that's not slander or anything like that. So you can't do anything about that. But it's just if they're giving you a free copy of the game and they just want you to play it, it's hard to I mean, I'm one of those people that is just going to be blunt no matter what. I enjoy it or I don't enjoy it. And yeah, that's how it should be. But maybe that's not how it's always going to be. Because, you know, developers are going to... They, they they pay you. So it's it's not that simple. But I don't know. I, I, think, I, wish, I don't think I it's worth it for the money. I think it's just one of those things that, like... If I'm providing a community information, I would absolutely be honest, and I would not want to be like, "Oh yeah, no, this game's great," when it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's it just comes down to me. I I wouldn't want to be deceitful. Exactly. Comes to yeah. Stuff like that. If it's a sponsored thing, be like, "Listen, these are the rules. If you want me to have like a sponsored stream for your game, like you let me just do it like I regularly do it. I voice my opinion about it, and I'm not going to lie and like fake." Yeah. you know enjoyment and then and, you know whatever i'm going to be entertaining for my my viewers and whatnot and i'm going to i'm going to be honest with them about it and if we can't have it done that way then it's not the sponsorship's not going to happen i'm not going to trick them into buying your game because whatever you think for i'll reasons. be able to draw in more money for you like it's not going to happen yeah and i'm sure there are probably i would i would i would think the majority of people might do that but there are definitely so many people that don't give a shit about that it's right. like you you're you're like deliberately misleading and misinforming your community who built you up to where you are like you're nothing without your community like absolutely nothing you need to build it up there they're they're the ones that support you and then you're just gonna try and trick them into giving you like getting more money like you've already got the money fucking yeah know. no you, you never want to be deceitful you never want to trick people into anything because then it's just gonna it's karma's gonna bite you in the ass so um mm. anyway so what's uh any final thoughts on anything um, in regards to anything we discussed uh, before we close out the uh, the podcast, the episode. Sequels aren't necessarily going to be terrible. Uh, I think that if you already have a game that people are fans of and you're going to make number two, mm-hmm. take the first game as the foundation, tweak it here and there, change a few things. Don't do huge, drastic changes. Um to any any specific mechanic add to it don't take away from it add to it uh don't totally rework it just go with what you have it worked people want more of that 
and just limit it to just a, a trilogy. If you want to go for a trilogy, just limit it to that trilogy and then just fucking end it there. Don't need any more than three. When it comes to uh, games that are coming out that people are excited for and streamers are really, you know, hyping up and say, oh man, this game is so amazing. Oh, Pirate's Life for me and all that shit. Really take a good look at it. See what price they're, they're going to be selling it for. And at least just, wait. You, just wait until the fucking game comes out. Don't pre-order anything. Uh, it's just, it's not a good thing to do. I've done it. I've been disappointed quite a few times. Pre-ordering is a terrible thing to do. The extra stuff they give you is not worth any any money at all. It's all garbage. Um, and just streamers are having fun because they're trying to be entertaining. They're trying to make it seem like they're having the greatest time in their life. And don't take that with a grain of salt. So yeah, I I agree. I agree as well. I yeah. I mean, I mean, I I brought up the whole sequel thing because there there are some sequels that I'm just like, oh man, it just really ruined this this series for me. And it's you know, Assassin's Creed is one of those series that was ruined you know after the third one, and I just I couldn't get behind it anymore. Call of Duty, you know, although they just, you know what it is? It's not even sequels. It's like they just keep pushing the envelope. It's like the second that come, the, the you know, you'll have a second one come out, and the second one's good, and they added new mechanics, and it's cool. Aside from Dragon Age Two, but um, then they just keep pushing the envelope. They just keep pushing it, keep pushing it, keep pushing it, and it just gets, it just they just bleed it dry, and then it just becomes a money grab, and I just don't like that for developers to do. I think developers should should you know cool sequel and then from that sequel go all right let's try a new thing and then maybe come back to it if people if there's a demand for it and stuff like that or how you left the story but uh, duke nukem diablo 3 um dragon age 2 those games even like yeah those games like hold true into my head of like yeah no that's that's gonna be like don't wait over a decade to to make a game either because that'll just fucking ruin it as well but um yeah my final point would be be very careful with the developer of the game that you're waiting for the sequel for mm. because that developer will tell you exactly what you're getting if you're getting activision or ea you have a pretty good idea of what you're getting that's very true i agree with that mm -hmm. um yeah for the most part all the developers kind of have you can just you know i don't know look at their past games and how they've handled it and stuff like that they have a trend and usually they stick yep. to that trend. So anyway, so that's it for this week's podcast, Steam podcast, that is. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I will be streaming um, all week. Uh, so actually, Becker, are we streaming next Thursday for D&D? I know we'll definitely have a podcast. The stream is still kind of up there in the air. I want to get okay. feedback with the entire group okay. to make sure everyone's fine with streaming or see it's just one person that's not, and then kind of go from there. Gotcha. We do. We are. We are going to be doing a um, podcast for D and D specifically. It's called Ready Action, a podcast for D and D. Um, so look for that. Follow that. Um, I, I am Buddy, and I'm signing off. Later. Bye bye.